again hey there hi there ho there and a gracious good saturday morning to you welcome back to another exciting edition of the cardinal couple radio hour podcast where we bring you the joy and excitement of U of L women's athletics we have got a lot of exciting things to talk about today we've got a full house today case has got an eight page list of scheduling and twitter to go through it's just craziness out here but it's good times, so we're going to have a lot of fun with it. And uh, got, like I mentioned, a full house in today. Jared, have you unthawed from softball pictures last night? Unthawed and ready to go back out there and freeze again today. <laughs> Glutton for punishment that he is. Yes, uh, Jared was out there snapping or running around in his T-shirt and underwear and in 30-degree weather taking pictures of softball players. Impressive, sir. Very impressive. Case Hoskins with us. Case had the yeoman task of writing today's Cardinal Couple article, which I think what you started at 3.45 this morning and just got done with it or something. <laughs> yeah, felt like it. Uh, it was a long one to write, but I do not envy Jeff's write-up tomorrow, which will be <laughs> just as uh, just as verbose, as I more. think. <laughs> Jeff is going to text me at 7.30 tomorrow morning, spring pinky, can't type. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I was going to say, go out to Tyler Park and get a cure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of such, Jeff McAdams in the house with us today. Uh, and uh, uh, are you good? You're not going to try and go to volleyball, right? You're just going to kind of watch it uh, with your parents at home? Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it from home. I'm going to try and pick up uh, a few different uh, competitions today uh, volleyball, among them, basketball, softball. You know, we got something to choose from. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, um, I will have questions for Daryl later about how they handle it in the studio with all these feeds. So, <laughs> yeah, let's let's get to Daryl about that. She's in there pushing buttons and uh, still finding time to tweet and everything else. Daryl, how is it down at Control Central? I'm not actually in there yet. I will be in a couple hours when the women's game starts. But I just wanted to throw out there. I don't want to hear another thing about my bracket. The rest of the t- rest of the tournament. Don't even mention it. <laughs> we we can talk more about them. I'm okay with it. Daryl's <laughs> uh, sitting there at six and three, and it seems to be Not six bad, and three ladies' oh, night. Oh, is it really? Because you got Sonia and Vivian at six and three along with you. And <laughs> but then I blue, found blue. myself like cheering for UNC the other day, and I hated myself for it. So <laughs> I would rather not have these rooting interests. Just depends on who they're playing there's times i will cheer for you and see it just depends <laughs> on who the opponent is yeah but uh, yeah before we get into scheduling and twitter real quick jared why don't you just go ahead and, and give us a bracket rundown on where we stand <laughs> after nine games buddy yeah it's uh not so tight a race for first place anymore but there's plenty of uh, people in the the winter side just a couple people in the that are below 500 at, right now i got to give a shout out to Jeff leading the charge here. The That's only right. eight and one bracket left. Uh, so, what we're seeing at, with Jeff is he's got U of L and NC State both winning today, and U of L claiming the the conference title. That happens, he will win. And there's plenty of people that have that exact same scenario, knocking a lot of people out. It looks like uh, good old Dave Dave O Dave Watson, uh, who who talks some mad game, is actually backing it up pretty well, rocking seven and yeah. two with several others. <clears throat> the only difference, he's got NC State topping you, though. If that were to happen, uh, he would go ahead and win just based off of how the the times for the entries happened. Right. I think we've still got, I think maybe Louisville fan, 35 may still qualify for second place. Uh, but outside of that, everybody else is just kind of like, SOL. Uh, be, I'm glad with my 7-2 and two bracket. I think a lot of people are, are pretty satisfied. It was just... Thursday's games really killed people, but yesterday was pretty, pretty calm for everybody. I think going forward, other than the people who may have had FSU or Clemson going pretty far, it's looking pretty Case solid now. Jared, yeah. Case and Jared both in there at seven to two. Daryl, as we mentioned, six and three. I'm also participating this year. <laughs> <laughs> You're not bad. You're we'll six and it. three. We'll leave it right there. I'm participating this year. <laughs> and a conspiracy theorist okay here's where you go guys conspiracy theorist jeff mcadams last one to turn in bracket 
Charles <laughs> Adams, Jeff's dad, did not fill out a bracket this year. <laughs> just saying. Just take it from there. Okay. I don't know if that Jeff, you want to comment on it? Anything? No, well, I mean, you know, it's actually me because I'm I'm uh, I'm a procrastinator. That's what I do, right? It's part of my brand. <laughs> to wait till the last minute. He did get it in in time. So That's right. Counts. I made sure. <laughs> and he he did his research. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I have lost my speaker, guy, so I can barely hear you here. Self error. He turned off speakerphone. <laughs> yeah. yeah I- I turned off my speaker. <laughs> All right. Enough of my nonsense. Let's go to somebody who knows what in the hell they're doing. Case. <laughs> Case. Let's go to Case. <laughs> yeah, let, me, let me try and read this schedule. It is, uh, it's, it's, it's like kind of hard to scroll it. It's, you get to scroll down the length of a normal web page to get through one day. So, you end up with double scroll bars, too. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, with uh, no further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, rowing continuing their spring training event in Oak Ridge, Tennessee today. I uh, haven't had anything to say about that just because it's not a true event, so we don't have any results or anything to go off of. Um, rowing been a pretty decent team over the last couple of years trying to really get that program up into gear since joining the ACC and uh, seeming to finally see some fruits of that labor. Swimming, the men's team is at the qualifying championship meet for the NCAA tournament trying to get ready to get some swimmers involved in that. Lacrosse will be the first event of the day. If we were starting at the normal time, that game would be on right now, but it's coming on right after the show ends today at 11 a.m. Listed as live video, so probably ACC Network Extra hosted by Virginia. Women's tennis is also in Charlottesville, taking on Virginia at noon. Uh, Softball, their next game in the Cardinal Classic, comes against DePaul. That one is at noon and is available on the ACC Network Extra. Women's basketball, also at noon, taking on Syracuse in the ACC tournament semifinal. That one's on ACC Network proper, as every ACC women's basketball tournament game should have been. Why are you (laughs) paying ESPN to have the ACC Network so that you can sell the rights to Fox Sports and people can't watch it? Super cool. Love it. Thanks, ACC. Volleyball taking on Wake Forest as they finally get to start their spring schedule, um, having missed the Notre Dame and Virginia Tech games so far. Uh, that'll be at 2 p.m. in the LNN Federal Credit Union Arena and is listed as live video, so uh, Daryl could confirm, but I assume that's ACC Network Extra as well. Baseball in uh, Atlanta taking on Georgia Tech, a battle of top 10 teams. Uh, Louisville may not be in the top 10 after they laid an egg against Moorhead earlier this week, but uh, they did win the first game of, of that series at Georgia Tech yesterday so the next game in that one is at 2 p.m today women's soccer starts their spring season at 2 p.m today taking on dayton no video listed for that because it's an away game um then there is a cardinal classic softball game uh at 2 30 and another one at five but those are not louisville events men's basketball senior day against virginia trying to lock up their uh, ncaa tournament bid so they just have to worry about seeding next week in the ACC tournament Uh, big chance to get another win uh, that would mean a lot for that at 4 p.m. today on ESPN2 it'll be the weirdest senior day ever because nobody knows if the seniors are leaving and the only person everybody knows is leaving isn't a senior and won't get honored so fun times see you later David Johnson starting tomorrow because we've finally gotten off of Saturday men's golf That's a whole week. I just did the whole week, and it was one day. Men's golf uh, starting the Trinity Forest Invitational in Dallas. That goes through uh, Tuesday. Rowing continuing their event in Oak Ridge. The Women's Basketball uh, ACC Tournament Championship is scheduled for tomorrow at noon. Uh, Ideally, Louisville will be playing in that if they can get past Syracuse today. Unless you're David Watson. Unless No, wait, no. He still wants them to get to that. He has them losing to NC State tomorrow. Oh, that's true. That's true. He, wants, he just wants NC State to win that game. Correct. Right. Sorry. Yeah, but everybody yeah. needs them to get to, to the game <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. Dave was probably pacing the beach down in Braden and Florida yeah, right now. so worried about his <laughs> Cardinal <laughs> couple pickup bracket. With right. his mantra being NC State, they are great. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, <laughs> Um, 
another Cardinal Classic game tomorrow. Uh, DePaul taking on Miami of Ohio. That one's at noon. Men's tennis hosting Duke in the Bass Red Center at noon. Field hockey, a chance to bounce back after their loss against UNC yesterday. Uh, they're taking on Ball State. That's on the road at 1 p.m. Volleyball with their second match against Wake Forest tomorrow at 2. That one's listed as ACC Network Extra. Softball will play their only game of the weekend against Miami of Ohio tomorrow at 2 p.m. on ACC Network Extra. Baseball wraps up their series against Georgia Tech at 3. And uh, that's it because the men's tennis match against Butler was canceled. The NCAA Diving Zones, uh, which is their portion of the tournament, begins on Monday at... uh, Just begins on Monday at a time to be announced, I believe louisville has a participant molly fierce should be in that yeah and this is qualifying for ncaa oh it's like the it's like the qualifying meets um yeah with swimming you have the opportunity to get your a cuts and b cuts throughout the year and then the qualifying meets are kind of a last chance to do that uh diving has the diving zones it's almost like the the regionals of of the ncaa yeah. essentially so molly fierce should yeah. be participating in that and we would yeah. expect her to qualify for the ncaa tournament after mm-hmm. uh the men's basketball uh, acc championship begins on tuesday louisville will not play until wednesday at the earliest uh, hopefully not until thursday um the diving zones continue uh, baseball hosts murray state uh, at jim patterson at 3 p.m on Tuesday, and softball host Spellerman at Ulmer cool. at 6 p.m. on Yay. Tuesday. So that should be a, a fun game. Uh, it's not listed as having video, but I assume that one will end up on ACC Network Extra since it's a home game. You talking about softball? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it should. I'm going to be there for that one. For Bellerman, yeah. There we go. You heard it here first, yeah. straight from the That's horse's right. mouth. Um, Tuesday, and, or Wednesday and Thursday are both just continuations of tournaments. Um the Diving Zones and the ACC Men's Basketball Tournament on Wednesday, and then the Men's Basketball Tournament and the NCAA Indoor Championships for Track and Field begin on Thursday. Uh, that's in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I believe Louisville should have some qualifiers based on how they performed at the ACCs. Uh, Friday, you get Men's Basketball. ACC Tournament continues. Track NCAA Championships continue. Men's Tennis taking on Middle Tennessee in Murfreesboro. Women's tennis taking on NC State at home. Lacrosse taking on Central Michigan in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. That one's at 1 p.m. Uh, volleyball heads down to Clemson to take on the Tigers at 5 p.m. On Friday, baseball starts a series at home against Boston College at 6, and men's soccer hosts Syracuse at 7. And that was it. Finally got through the schedule. Next Saturday's <laughs> schedule is almost as long as this Saturday's schedule. Sheesh feel like we're done with the show already right out of time and i haven't even gotten to twitter so we'll blitz through that i tweet is at best case scenario bst case scenario uh jeff is at jeff mcadams and at card couple radio uh, some of those twitter accounts you can see this morning as we commented on the long article from this morning <laughs> Polly is at cardinal couple jared is at mr anderson jared daryl is at daryl faust four daryl with a y and four like the numeral and then uh, as always, be sure to follow along with the right side of the site for the U of L women's athletics accounts. And that's it. I made it, Paul. Take over. Woo! See if we can talk about anything other than scheduling. By 15 after that's pretty good. Case, take your pants off, stretch, and go ahead and get yourself <laughs> yeah. a warm down on that one. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. Wouldn't you say, Daryl, why four? When you describe Twitter information. We've been asking Daryl that a lot, you know, over the years too. Why for Daryl? It has something to do with my golf game. Just kidding. Absolutely. And there's not a safe woodpecker in the woods when Daryl's playing. <laughs> uh, but then let's go ahead and, and jump on into the meat and the bones of the show here. We're one fourth of the way through it already. And bring in that women's basketball ACC tournament. Daryl had the write up yesterday on the cards. I'm not going to call it a great win. I'm going to call it a curious win. But they did get by Wake Forest, 65-53. Uh, boy, after three quarters, Daryl, I didn't know. How about you? Man, there's some similarities between this game and the regular season one, huh? But uh, 
Something I did notice that stood out to me was the quarters again, because in the first game, the Cards won the first quarter and the fourth quarter, and that's how they were able to win. And guess what? They won the first quarter and the fourth quarter yesterday, and that's how they were able to win. Mostly that fourth quarter, though, 21 to 9, and the play of Haley Van Lift totally turned our three-point shooting slump around, and she had six of them on the day, and 24 points for the day, and they talked to her after uh, on ESPN, and she's pretty much said it. It's tournament time. It's go time, and that's what I felt like I was watching. Dana didn't have her best day, and the team was still able to get a win, so it was probably, uh, you know, just a relief to get one under their belt, and they're already looking forward to to today's game at noon. Absolutely, we are against the Syracuse team. But Jared, what about this Cardinal squad that played that here on the quarterfinals against the Wake Forest team that just didn't want to go away till the very end? Yeah, well, it's, it's tournament time, and Wake Forest is a team that was needing several wins to go ahead and really make a statement to qualify for the NCAA tournament, uh, which they may still be a bubble team after yesterday. So they. They really had a lot they needed to, to put forward there while the, the cards are a Sherlock for uh, probably a two-seed in the NCAA tournament at this point. Uh, but they, they gave their all, and, and UofL was coming out a little cold there for a while. Dana was off, and it's the first time in, what, about 30 games that she hasn't broken double-digit scoring. Uh, so that really hurt, but it's nice to see Haley Van Lith step up. I think, as Case mentioned in the article, this is probably just one of – Many times for the next few years, we're really going to say, Haley Van Lith came in and saved the day. Uh, she was fantastic. Uh, Wake Forest couldn't really find an answer for Haley. They did a fantastic job game planning against Dana, really putting the pressure on her, face guarding her, uh, you know, frustrating her with some little bumps that, uh, that if you can get away with those bumps without them getting called, continue to do it, which they did. It worked out well for them. Yeah. Uh, and, and it just threw Dana off her game from the get-go early on, and Dana was never able to fully recover, which is a rare circumstance, and I think uh, she'll she'll find her game again today. She'll come back, and then obviously players like Mikasa Robinson who just hustle and, and put forth all the energy they, they've got out there. I don't know how she can do it game in and game out without just, like, collapsing from exhaustion. So there were some other players that stepped up in, in times of need yesterday. You know, Jeff, I dread seeing Eric Bruden walk on a court anymore. Uh, had the call of that game. He was the head of the officiating crew. Uh, besides being Jerry Abramson's best friend, uh, certainly seems to like the call fouls directionally, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of laughed at a moment for a moment there when, when Jared was talking about the bumps. And, and I, you know, I think we do have to call out the elephant statistic in the room here. You know, um, Wake Forest free throw shooting was 18 for 23 for the game. Good for seventy eight percent, which you know, hey, good on them, good good free throw shooting. But then you look at Loyals. I mean, zero percent socks, okay, first of all. But we only attempted two free throws in the whole game. And those didn't come until thirty five minutes into the game. Now, I you know, I maybe there there can be, you know, teams play different styles of play and can get more or less fouls or whatever. I get that. And I get that Louisville can play some fairly aggressive defense and so probably get fouls called on them. I'm okay with that. But no shooting fouls for 35 minutes in a game? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and take a, take a look. I did not get to watch this game live, uh, and I haven't had a chance to watch it. I think I'm going to have to go watch that and, with a kind of a skeptical eye on that one. So, it's you know, you're better the second time around, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, it is what it is. It's 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 what you deal with. But man, I think I think there needs to be some league needs to review that game and go, hey, wait, what happened here? Because this is certainly um, doesn't the, the optics of it aren't great initially. So take a look at Especially it. Especially because Dana would drive to the basket multiple times. And you got Christina Mora out there who just flails her body around just freely all day long. You're not telling, you can't tell me she didn't foul Dana at all every time she drove to the basket because I felt like there were times when we would drive to the basket, no call. We would go to the other end and it was our fault. They would call a a foul on our end 
offensively. And it was just, it was, it was a conspiracy. It was sabotage. I, I seriously think that the, there's no way that that team did not foul Louisville until 35 minutes into a 40 minute game. Well, it was shooting fouls. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there were some that, fouls, but it makes you wonder the last time something like that happened, how deep did the team go without a shooting Indeed. foul? Was it back in the four corner basketball days? Maybe. Jeez. For reference, Wake has uh, committed 361 fouls throughout the season, good for an average of 16 per game. And they were called for seven yesterday. Yeah. So if you're wondering yeah. about their style of play, it does not lend to them committing seven fouls. Yeah. I'm telling you, I would watch Mora on the on the either end of the floor. And I, it was hard to even watch the ball because I was watching her the entire time. She was looking for a call. She would flail her body around, make her, you know, scrunch her face up, probably yelling down there under the basket to get the ref's attention. And it's just extremely frustrating to watch um, because they're long. Wake Forest was a long team, and there's no way that they were clean the entire time. Oh, I know we keep saying it. They they had a few fouls, but shooting-wise. Mm. Let's, let's bat this around just a little bit. Jeff Walls in his post-game comments came out and said with much conviction, Wake Forest is a team that should be in the NCAA tournament and will do well in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I can make a case for what Walls says. I can oh, yeah. see it. But let's kind of see what you all think about it. Uh, is, is Walls talking out of his head here? Case, what do you think? Well, they're 12-12 and 12 on the season. Um Eight and ten in conference play, only four and six away from home. Three and two on a neutral court, though, so so not bad. That includes uh, the two games that they played in the NCAA tournament, a win over UNC, and then uh, the loss to Louisville yesterday. They have a win over a currently ranked team, uh, number twenty-four, Missouri State. They beat them in the third game of the season. Um, a, a big loss to Arkansas, and you know, a decent sized loss to, to NC State. And then the close game, uh, the, the chance for their biggest win of the season, obviously, uh, came with just that two-point loss to Louisville, uh, but they weren't able to get it done. So they don't really have any marquee wins outside of the one over uh, Missouri State, like I mentioned, but everything else is just kind of, you know, a middle-of-the-road team. It's tough to to really say that any team is worthy of of being in the NCAA tournament when we don't have as much information as we typically would throughout the year. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier this season that you're really banking on just how teams were rated in the preseason um, because everybody basically played conference-only schedules, so it was tough to really get any idea of how conferences would perform against each other. It's why we saw the ACC never get any more than uh, two or three teams into the top 25. So it's tough to say whether Wake is uh, deserving of a spot. Do I think they could make some noise? Uh, I think they could win a first-round game. And I don't think that if you consider that doing well in the NCAA tournament, then sure, they could do that. But it, it's not a team that is criminally underrated at uh, 500 winning percentage and deserves to be in so that they can make a run. Daryl, state the case. If you were on the NCAA committee, would you be putting Wake in your top 64 or no? <laughs> oh, me on the NCAA committee. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I, I would love to see it personally, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard for me to understand what's going through their mind and um, what qualifies as quality wins because, you know, they did that mock um uh, selection show or whatever and had the cards at three and I just can't wrap my brain around it. I don't understand punishing the cards for not being able to play games that the other team had to cancel. But, you know, I, if I was going to pick, I would put Wake Forest in the in the uh, field just because they're, they're pretty exciting to watch. Their roster is uh, really talented and I think that just more games for them will just make next season better. If Gina Conti wanted to spend a graduate season somewhere besides Wake, I'd take the girl in a heartbeat here, but that's just me. All right. Uh, let's, let's kind of take a look at what the cards have got going on today. They play at noon. They play a Syracuse team who had 
came back from 13 points down against FSU to win it at the buzzer. Uh, Camilla Cardoso put back with one tick left on the clock. 68-67. Very, very exciting. The Orange, though, have some issues going into it. They've got two of their starters that most likely will not play. Uh, I, I don't know, Jared. Do you think the Cuse has a chance against Louisville today without those two starters? Yeah, I think just the way that Louisville's played this year, honestly, that a lot of teams have a chance because for the most part, Louisville has been unable to successfully or truly close out games without coming down to the wire or they've spent too many games relying just on, on Dana to, to step up and carry them through the end. Uh, so in that aspect, I think anybody's still pretty fair game for the cards and kind of makes me worried about the NCAA tournament, honestly, because we may find that team that can break through that little spot. Uh, but, you know, when you're short a couple of your, your better players, it's, it's obviously very difficult. And, uh, of course, we all want to send our our thoughts and prayers out to Priscilla Williams after mm. her uh, pretty severe yeah. injury yesterday um, and then getting carted off on the field. I know Syracuse has at least stated that she's been in stable condition, but beyond that, they haven't released much. Uh, so it kind of depends on, does Syracuse take this as a, is we're going to use this as motivation, we're going to go on and play hard win for her, or are they just going to really be lacking talent and UVL's able to, just outrun them and outpace them through the rest of the game. I honestly think that the cards, like they did yesterday in the fourth quarter, they just ran down, uh, ran down Wake Forest's legs and kind of were able to close out that way. I think UVL can do that again today with Syracuse with them having a bit of a shortened roster. Jeff, even though two big ones are down for the Cuse, Cardoso will be out on the court. They've also still got Kiara Lewis, Davis Troutman, the girl I like to call Tabby, Mava Dalsy Tabby, and Emily Inkster. Uh, can you make a case for the Cuse actually beating Louisville today? Uh, I don't know. I, I think you can always make the case. Uh, anytime in, you know, I've said it all year, you, you can never take anything <laughs> for granted in the ACC play. Uh, it, it's This is an, an, an incredible conference with an incredible set of competitors. Uh, with deep teams almost across the board, uh, you know, uh, Quentin Helsman is a is a great coach. We're all fans of him here at Cardinal Couple, and uh, I, you know, you, you can't take it for granted. Uh, if Louisville comes out and plays their game, if they play the way that we know they're capable of, I think the Syracuse is going to have a long day ahead of them. But if Louisville comes out and lays a clunker. Um, yeah, Syracuse can absolutely win that. So you, you absolutely, you, you can't take a day off in the ACC, particularly a tournament time. I mean, it's win or go home. You, by definition, can't take a day off. But it, you know, it's it's the ACC. Everybody's good. You have to take it seriously. That'll be the first one of two today. Is in the second game. We'll find out what's up with the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. And I would be interested to see how they're going to do against my second favorite team in the ACC, the North Carolina Wolf uh, State Wolfpack. With Miss Wolf, I do like them so much. Case, take a look at the second matchup real quick. Georgia Tech's good. There's no doubt about it. They've gotten this far. Can they beat it off? And can they get to the Wolfpack? Yeah, just real quick before I, I mention or before I talk about that a little bit, I wanted to point out in the the game against oh, I just lost it in the game that they played that Louisville played against Syracuse earlier this season when they won by thirteen. Um, it was a home game, obviously, but they didn't lose any quarters. And Wake, not Wake, Syracuse only played seven total players, two of which, as we mentioned, are now out. So uh, they've got an uphill climb for sure. As for the Georgia Tech match. Uh, against against NC State, I mean that's a tough one, right? NC State has been a really good team. Uh, they beat Louisville in the matchup that they played. Um, it is 
going to be definitely a challenge for them as they look forward to uh, playing this game. Their schedule is a disaster to read compared to ours. Um, Georgia Tech finished the season 15-7, and 12-6 uh, and six in conference. They only played one uh, neutral court game, which was their game yesterday, which they won. Um, they did play NC State earlier this season. They lost by nine on the road. Uh, or at home, sorry. They lost by nine at home. So uh, that was a tough battle that they gave them. It was closer than uh, Louisville had against NC State, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, it's it's tough to say. Uh, that was earlier in the season, um, just right before the new year turned over. So uh, NC State was in kind of a different position, uh, I think, after they had uh, Cunane go out, and since she has come back, they've been a little bit of a different team um, and have been really successful since that happened. Uh, they do have the, the kind of head-scratching loss after they beat Louisville that put Louisville on the one-seed line in the ACC tournament, uh, but there's still been a lot of conversation among national circles of which of these two teams is better, whether it's Louisville or NC State. Um, I'm, I think that George Tech is probably uh, happy to see NC State on their side instead of Louisville. Uh, I think they probably feel that they have a better chance, but I do think that this is NC State's game to lose rather than uh, rather than Georgia Tech really going to be able to put up a fight against them. Taking a quick look at our Cardinal couple bracket picks here, 13, if I've counted this right, Jared, out of our 22 entrants have got the final three teams, Louisville, North Carolina State, and then Louisville in the final game winning. So uh, the populace seems to think it's going to be Lord, uh, Louisville against North Carolina State in the finals tomorrow. Uh, is there a dark horse here? Could it even possibly remotely be Syracuse versus Georgia Tech? And we're all completely wrong, horribly wrong here. Jeff, uh, <laughs> that'd be... That'd that be interesting be, to see, but... That I, would be a newsworthy day. <laughs> I, yeah. I if there were odds out there, I, I wouldn't put it on a Georgia Tech versus Syracuse championship game. I, I think at yeah. this point, as uh, Case mentioned and Jeff mentions, it's kind of like Louisville's game to lose today and NC State's game to lose today. It, it really should come down to those two, which then kind of brings up a little bit of the question that with the bracketology, if Louisville beats NC State in the, the ACC championship tomorrow... I mean, would that bump the cards back up above the Wolfpack for seating purposes? Absolutely. You know, Daryl, look at this game against Syracuse. What are some of the things the cards have got to do today to knock off the Cuse besides score more points? <laughs> Dang, you took my, my, key, my key to the game. <laughs> it's, an, it's an old Jeff Wall standby. Yeah. <laughs> um, well... Honestly, I just think that yesterday's game was the cards were just kind of getting their feet wet. I think that Haley's starting to figure it out. I think Dana got her bad game out of the way, and they were still able to win. So I am I really am scared for everybody else in the league. I don't care who it is. Um, <laughs> and if NC State does see the cards again, I think they should be worried about a little payback. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Two good coaches, Wes Moore going up against Jeff Walls. Arguably, you take a look at the center position. The cards actually are now three-headed center. We'll, we'll kind of end up with that a little bit, a bit there. Is uh, Romani Parker came in and gave the cards 13 huge minutes yesterday mm-hmm. against Lake Forest after both Liz and Olivia were saddled with three fouls. Uh, wasn't that great to see, Case? Yeah, I mean, she was she was really critical there. Uh, in the late first half, in particular, after uh, uh, Liz Dixon picked up her second foul, Olivia Cochran just benched almost immediately when the second quarter started. She picked up her second foul uh, 15 seconds into that quarter. So really an, an ineffective game uh, from Cochran, who ended up only playing eight minutes total. Um, she really struggled to get into any sort of rhythm in, in that game. She was three or four from the floor. Uh, but just one rebound, three fouls, three turnovers. Um, obviously, no points from the line because Louisville had no points from the line. So just a, a, a tough one from her. Um, 
But Romani Parker made the most of her minutes, like you talked about. She finished three of three from the floor for six points. She added four rebounds, uh, a block, no turnovers, and no fouls. Uh, so she really gave the cards a boost at that position when they really needed it. Um, she wasn't, you know, taking over the game, wasn't performing in the way that, uh, in that way, because Louisville didn't need her to, but she performed well. Uh, especially given that she's not been asked to do that really throughout this season. She's been relegated to, to later minutes um, in blowout games, and she was in uh, at a critical juncture in this one and really performed when Louisville needed her to. So uh, it's good to see her be able to do that uh, when Louisville absolutely needed her to because it's probably not the last time that Louisville will need that, um, even in a game that is being called uh, a bit more evenly uh Louisville could still end up in a position where they've got their bigs in foul trouble early and need some quality minutes from Parker and one thing I really like about her is that she's got that length that she can really kind of disrupt things inside with that arm span Jeff Walsh has said he's been waiting to see that all year long in practice he's never seen it in practice yet but he finally got to see it in a game so there you go Maybe there's hope for her yet out there. Uh, I don't know. We can, you kind of break this thing down. I, I think one of the things that Louisville has to do, in my opinion, is is they've got to get Dana back, obviously, where she can be productive, be effective. I think the fact that uh, one of the best guards in, in the ACC is not going to play today, and that's certainly going to make a difference in what Dana can do. I think the cards have got to go to the boards with aggression. Uh, easier said than done with Cardoso in there, but I still think they've got to be able to do that. And I think the Louisville also has to see if they can get the fast break moving against a team that's going to have admittedly very tired legs. You know, they've been in a situation where they're getting ready to go into their third game in three days. I don't care who you are. You're going to be tired when you get to that second half of that third game. So we'll see what happens on it. Uh, final thoughts on the matchup? Final thoughts on the tournament? Anybody? Anybody who wants to jump in here? Yeah, just comment on the. You're talking about rebounds. I'll, I'll comment on Mikasa Robinson, who led the team in rebounds yesterday with eight. Um, you know, it's just out there 38 minutes. Uh, got two points on, on one field goal. Um, I, and I do my. my Science, my STEM, you know, geek has to come out here. Eight rebounds, four assists, two steals, one made field goal. Gotta have the appreciation for the powers of two there. So, you know, way to go, Mikasa. <laughs> but also, 38 minutes, second second highest on the team. She only puts in two points, but clearly contributing a lot. And, you know, highest total in rebounding on the team at 5-7. So, yeah. Hey, they, those were clutch two points. I remember when those. Yeah, I was. I was going to say the same thing. Louisville really needed yeah. a basket there, and she True. provided. True that. And I don't want to let this. I don't want to get off of basketball before giving Haley Van Lith the praise that I think she deserves. Um, yeah. I, I know that Jared mentioned it briefly, but we've talked about Dana Evans really putting the team on her back in so many games. Um, but Haley Van Lith in this one really picked up the slack. Dana Evans was struggling. We knew a game like this was going to come. Um, Dana has had a few games where she's been uh, not at the peak and she's able to shoot out of it by the end of the game and this was not one of them uh, and Haley Van Lith really picked up the slack she was the only player for Louisville in, in double figure scoring and she did it resoundingly uh, with 24 she added four steals three assists five rebounds no turnovers and no fouls uh, which Huge. is really big uh, and then nine of fifteen, as, as aggressive as she plays, no fouls. Right. Good. And then nine of fifteen yeah. from the floor, and six of ten from three. And it wasn't just like, oh wow, she's got a hot hand. She's she's making shots. It was, you know, a play was written up, drawn up. Jeff Walls was dialing her number in every clutch situation, and she was making it happen. Um, she put the kibosh on a lot of Wake Forest runs. Um, really really clutch performance from her and and hopefully this is the spark that she needs she's been kind of slumping lately hopefully this is the spark that she needs going into postseason play uh and when dana evans gets it back then louisville's going to have a true two-headed monster in the backcourt that's going to be um pretty terrifying for pretty much any team in the yeah. country i would say 
the, the blonde yeah, bomber has, has awoken. <laughs> Haley had those two threes right at the end of the half where the, the lead was really dwindling. I think that Wake Forest was able to tie it up and she hit two big threes and that's, you know, six very hard earned points. Yeah, that was right after the uh, the big slump when, when Louisville was, you know, missed six straight shots. Uh, and then Haley Van Lith made two of their five straight that they made in the half. So, very yeah. important. And there, and there was a few moments. Um, I don't want to harp on anything bad from this game, but the passing was, it was like it was too many passes. I can think of a few moments, like one from Dana and one from Olivia, that were, I guess they thought they were going to go to Haley Van Lith, but she had she wasn't even looking. And it just felt like a forced play. And I really hope we get that uh, under wraps today because we're going to need every shot um, and in every possession to, to get over the keys. Well, yeah, I think that was just a little uncharacteristic yesterday, the, the poor passing. We, we don't see a it lot was. of poor passing with the cards. We'll see some stuff that may get kind of tipped or hits a funny bounce but for the most part they've uh historically under jeff walls they've had pretty solid passing as they're able to advance the ball at court uh, you gotta give the wake darts a little credit here jared as well too i mean wakanti sees such a hard-nosed great ball player they've also got scruggs out there they've got the the, the amazing of Rossa and uh pretty good freshman by the name of jewel spear who has done some very good things for wake force so that could have been a little bit of the reason why the cards were not passing as well as they are yeah, they, and they did a, a solid scouting report and they followed their scouting reports said, all right look they're going to try and get the ball to dana dana's going to try and take over shut that down they did that they're like all right they'll probably look for maybe haley or kiana to step up and score they tried to interrupt those passes too which is daryl mentioned there are several passes to haley that were unsuccessful so they did a, an excellent job on their scouting report Jeff Walls was asked post-game how he determined the starting lineup for the game against Wake Forest. He said it was rock, paper, scissors until half the team was eliminated. And then it was draw a high card from the deck to determine the five starters. <laughs> Coach having a lot of fun with this one as the people have been just so antsed up about who starts for today. I have an idea that Walls is going to call Jared on the phone shortly before game time and say, who do you think I should start, buddy? Yeah, I'm going to start Maisha Hans Allen, Asia Durr, Shoni Shaman. <laughs> <laughs> the all-stars. No, I'm putting just Lively at point guard and the hell with the rest of the team. I don't care who you put out there. Jess is my guard. All right, so we wish the cards certainly a lot of luck today in knocking off the queue. It'll be worth it to watch, folks, because Q puts on a show like no other on those sidelines. Moving into other activities, yesterday we also had softball, the home opener at Ulmer Stadium in the Cardinal Classic as the Cards brought in Bradley. Bradley who? Bradley University. That's who. And as Queso aptly put, they won the two games about a combined total of 18-1. to one. 9 to 1 and 9 to 0. A fun game. A little chilly out there. Jared, you were out there snapping photos while I was up in the relative warm of the press box. Just some of your thoughts on what happened out there yesterday for Louisville softball? Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to play maybe a team that's probably not going to be uh, in the NCAA tournament for your home opener. Just to, let's call it a, a bunny win. It's great for just to kind of build some momentum. It's great as a confidence builder. You had a tough start to the season playing a top 10 Alabama team, multiple games, a top 10 Florida team, multiple games. Sometimes you just need a, a, a lower level team to go ahead and get the win score and build that momentum. I think everybody was really having fun and smiling yesterday, especially when Taylor Roby sent that ball all the way up to the moon. And we had a little issue with the, the lights going out when they were celebrating. Uh, still I think they're still figuring that out but it's just nice they all seem to be in much lighter moods I know sometimes you get in those slumps where you lose everyone you, you just don't find the, the fun and enjoyment in the sport I think they really found that again yesterday it should go on and lead again in today with DePaul just everybody was making contact with the ball well they were smart on defense and not 
committing a bunch of silly errors. And I know that's something that's been costly several times uh, in the past few years with the team. It's just like the, the petty errors, especially a lot of them in the infield with the ground balls and just throwing the ball around that have, that have hurt them in some games. They, they were clean with the ball. And you got to give them credit for that. And hopefully that'll continue to today. Sounds yeah, like they no errors. Yeah, it sounds like uh, they could use somebody that's, uh, 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 you know, that's experienced with the uh, light button pushing. You know, I know a person. This is true. When the lights went out, the, the press box was the only thing lit up in the area. And we're all kind of like wondering about it. And then Laura goes, everybody make sure your mask's on. We're the only thing that can be through right <laughs> Yeah, now. yeah. No. Uh, hey, now I- I called before the game and asked if they needed me. Yeah. They told me no. Yeah, no, I, you know, it's like you said, it's it's the first home game. It's always there. Everybody doing the side stuff is is getting into practice as well. So you know, and, and they all work hard and they all are great folks and and it's a lot of fun being up there. So uh, you know, love for the the folks in the press box. But uh, yeah, I you know, I'm I'm wondering if that. Uh, that Roby home run balls landed yet. Um, <laughs> she really did crank that it landed thing. Landed by my house. Yeah, uh, it did. You know, actually, I went back and watched it on the replay a little bit just to make sure that I saw it, it hit the upper terrace. That terrace, that berm out in center field has two terraces to it, and it hit on the upper one, which wow. I don't know that I've ever seen one make it that far in the past. Usually that middle terrace that gets them, or just beyond the fence. So, yeah, it was that was a crank of a shot. Seriously, pretty much that the softball landed on I sixty five South yeah. on top of a semi, and it is now <laughs> currently down near Tampa Bay right now. So yeah, okay. I mean, it was actually what does put it pretty close to Arthur Street. So you know, it's uh, in all legitimacy, it really did almost make it to Arthur Street. So, yeah, it was pretty impressive. You know, it's, it's just big fun. Pitching here. Big pitching as Gabby Holloway in the two games went four innings for Louisville, three in the nine nothing win, and she had a one inning appearance in the game that the Cards won nine to one. And out of those nice four innings, she gave up one count of one hits in four innings. Taylor Roby four innings pitched, only one run on four hits, and Jen Leonard. Had two innings with no hits. She threw shut that ball. The Cards had a one hitter, folks, in the second game in that 9 0 win. So uh, the Cards undefeated at home now. In case this golf ball team has had a tough schedule early in the year, uh, they're not finally not getting a chance to whip, whip up on some people. Yeah, I think after. Um... This is just a tough weekend last weekend against Florida. Uh, they looked like they had a shot in the first game uh, before the Gators came back, and then uh, they were shut out in that second game. So to get a confidence booster like taking on Bradley, um, you know, I, I don't think that you consider games like this by games in sports like softball, but it's basically the same thing where you're bringing this team in, um, you want to fill in your your home round-robin tournament thing, uh, and you're going to make sure that you schedule multiple games against the weakest team that you've scheduled uh, to come to the tournament. Um, and so you look for a game like this or games like these to build your confidence up so that you can move on into uh, the game today against DePaul, the game tomorrow against Miami, uh, and continue that, that confidence boost before you start to move later into the, the non-conference season and into the beginning of the conference season with a, with a plus 500 record. Um, and they did that yesterday. Um, they only played a total of at bat. They played a total of nine innings. I'm not sure why they went to bat in the bottom of the fifth in the first game. Uh, I thought that they already had enough to, to be in the mercy rule, but I guess they needed eight. Yeah. So the, uh, walk off bases loaded walk, um, (laughs) to, to win (laughs) that one, which was something, uh, but yeah, you, you get that big confidence boost. Like, like we said, um, 18 to 1. I think Jen Linehart, like you mentioned, she pitched uh, just two innings but had four strikeouts and only faced seven batters. Um, so so really big for her. Taylor Roby, obviously big days at the plate, uh, big games at the plate in addition to decent 
game on the in the circle in the first game. So I think everybody kind of got their confidence boost. A uh, couple of the players probably a little sore today. Uh, lots of players got plunked in yesterday's game. Uh, not intentional. I assume that there was no reason that that the uh, that the Bradley pitcher was attempting to hit Celine Funky on a three zero pitch at one point, but. You know, that's just the way it goes. So hopefully they can shake off the the whelps and uh, go out and continue this, this boost against um, the Blue Demons, like we mentioned. And I wrote an article, can get them to 500 record. And then if they can win tomorrow, uh, be plus 500 for the first time this season. Something that Holly April has stressed ever since she's been here, runners left on base. Not a fan of runners left on base at all. And in... Ten innings for, for nine innings, actually, for the Cards yesterday. They stranded a total of eight runners in between the two games. So, not bad. Uh, you know, that's okay. We can take it because both games were such blowouts. Uh, I don't know. This, this team's got some, some solid pitching, I think you could say, Jeff. I think they've got three hurlers that can go out there, step in that in that circle, and give Louisville a good performance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with you know, with the addition of Linhart coming in from uh, 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 Southern Indiana, uh, Roby, who we knew about, who has developed well and become uh, kind of the ace of the staff, uh, and then the freshman, right, Gabby Holloway, is uh, you know coming in and holding her own and developing and and kind of is I think looks at like a lot of the future of the program. Uh, it's, that's a nice, that's a great pitching staff. Uh, for a softball team, I, I've seen softball teams go through a full season and postseason and make it to the you know women's college world series with a single pitcher, right? You can do that in softball. It's hard. Uh, it's not common, but you can. So to have three good pitchers on your staff, so that if somebody has a bad day, you can you know pull them, bring somebody else in. That's that's an incredible resource to have available to you. Cards five and six as they face the Paul today. Uh, in other action, yesterday we also had the Louisville field hockey team. Uh, no easy task here, a challenging way to start the spring season as you're going up against number one, North Carolina, at North Carolina. Uh, the North Carolina squad didn't put it on Louisville as badly as I thought they might. Only a two-nothing win. Uh, about Sam Mendrath in goal for the guards, getting the start back in there and doing that. But uh, when you have a player by the name of Aaron Matson on your field hockey team, you're usually going to do pretty good. And she did have both goals against Louisville in this contest. Uh, Sowery was a little bit disappointed in the way the cards came out. She said they got to take advantage of opportunities and attack. But, uh, you know, hey, the first game of the spring, uh, I'm okay with that case. Yeah, it's a little disappointing. Um, even if you even if you thought Louisville might lose this game, I mentioned before we were on air just before we came on, this is Louisville's first, and I wrote about it in the article, Louisville's first shutout uh, offensively in 35 games, uh, first time since 2018. They didn't even make the NCAA tournament in 2018. Um, you know, like you mentioned, Matson had has 15 goals now on the season in just 12 games played. Uh, she's a force to be reckoned with. But uh, Coach Sowery's not wrong, uh, needing to take advantage of opportunities that they have. Louisville uh, led in this game in shots, shots on goal, and corner attempts. Uh, they were over 10 on corners, which is just... Um, brutal, <laughs> to put it lightly. Uh, you're, you're not going to win games if you go over 10 on penalty corner attempts, uh, especially if you give up a 2-for-5 rate from the opponent. So offensively, Louisville was there uh, and just not able to make it happen. Uh, some shots right at the goalie. Uh, you kind of have to have that just by the laws of averages to have nine shots on goal and none of them go in. Some of them have to be right at the goalie. Uh, so... It's unfortunate. Louisville's been a really good scoring team to see this streak end like this. Uh, at least the streak ended on the road against the number one team and not at home against some clunker. Uh, they'll get the chance to get right back on the horse tomorrow against Ball State, and I think that we'll see the 8-2 and two team from the fall return rather than this uh, anemic offensive uh, team from yesterday. 
Well, give the cards credit. They did shut out UNC in the second half. So some good things there. Uh, Sam Midworth back there, who I've been, just been a long-time fan of her. She's mm-hmm. got her finally her chance between the pipes. And, uh, you know, the first game of the spring season, I was happy with what she did back there. She's the only goalie on the roster now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, although I'm sure they probably got someone who could step back in there and, and, and be a goalkeeper on that roster somewhere. Uh, Sam getting that shot. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a good thing for her. I'm fired up about it. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Sam is, is, is pretty cool. She's been kind of understudied at Holland Bar for for a couple of seasons now and uh, getting her chance to to shine and uh, glad to see that. Uh, she's she's a delightful person. I've had the opportunity to meet her once or twice in person. Uh, great artist and uh, uh, as well and has pet ducks or swans, which is an odd pet choice, but... They're delightfully cute. So, <laughs> random stuff about Sam Menrath. <laughs> we do have yeah. stuff on board today, and Daryl will be maybe monitoring some of this action today that's going on. Obviously, basketball going on today, but we also have Louisville across. will be up in Virginia. Take, you know, the cans up there. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Scott Peters' team here. They're a top 25 team, playing another top 25 team. Is the whole ACC lacrosse is top 25. Uh, Jared, what do you think about the trip to Virginia? Has the cards got a shot at this one? Yeah, I think they're finally starting to to kind of make some noise this season and turn a few heads after I know the past few years have been a lot of sub 500 years uh, it, it's kind of funny that you said another top 25 team because that's kind of the the common theme with global lacrosse is oh look they're playing another top 25 team they even move out of conference and you'll see that when they're playing florida and colorado and you're like oh goodness it just never gets any easier for them and i think that's just scott teeter's method he's like look we're gonna play the best of the best and we're either gonna go on and learn and get better ourselves to compete or we're just gonna make a fool of ourselves. And I think that they're finally getting to the point they're competitive and they, they can win these games. I think they, they can beat Virginia. It's tough and always playing on the road is no easy task when you get to the ACC. But I think it's fully possible. I mean, we've got arguably the best goalkeeper in the country. Uh, so that's always a, a good start, good foundation. If, if you can keep the other team from scoring, it, it gives you a pretty solid chance to to win a game that way uh so i i think they just need to go out and just keep playing their system how they've been they've been successful with it so far this year uh, i'm not a big fan of going so deep into the shot clock because then it puts pressure on you in those final few seconds to to force a shot so maybe if we could uh maybe maybe look for a better shot with about 30 seconds to spare on the shot clock in case something happens and we've got room to go on and and get a, a second shot off just in case so maybe if we, if anything, I think that's maybe our adjustment we need to make. All things are possible when you have Rachel Floyd in between the pipes, and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah, she quick, is. Quick, I quick no, the, yeah. Quick note about ACC lacrosse in general. Uh, every, I think it's this week we heard every ACC lacrosse team is top twenty-five ranked. Yep. And that's and not is across both men's and women's lacrosse. We don't play men's at UofL, but men's lacrosse in ACC is also every team is ranked. So, yeah, it's crazy, folks. Volleyball also today on campus. The cards will be taking part in a little volleyball action today. Jeff, you've been kind of tracking the team this year as you normally do. Some of the things you'll look to see today. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's the, uh, finally, <laughs> the the first match of, of the spring portion of this schedule, unprecedented setup that we have uh, against Wake Forest. This is a, a mediocre team in, in ACC volleyball, so ho- hopefully we'll, we should get a good win out of this. Um, you know, it's going to be, uh, let's, let's see what the teams are able to do in the break from fall to now. 
and and see how they were able to develop and continuing with practices uh, and what they were who is you know going to take the the best advantage of that um, knock the rest off get out there play play good play know that you know this team is capable of some really really good good play on the court um, it's going to be fun to watch I'm, I'm excited it's my, my volleyball shakes are mostly under control but uh, you know it's it's been a little while so I'm excited to see it so um, you know usual usual suspects the A team Amanda uh, um, Amaya sorry and Iko uh, and the and the Annas uh, expect to be major factors in uh, on on the on the net um Tori Delfer quarterbacking the team and uh as as the setter and uh yeah should be good fun let's see how see how it goes certainly wish him the best of luck today down there in the L1 and the federal credit union arena yeah technically a quick note on this technically this is not an ACC game today well if it looks like a horse and smells like a horse, yeah. you want to call it a horse. It's, but, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously it is against an ACC team because it was a late ad because of the postponement of Virginia Tech yesterday uh, due to their COVID uh, tracing issues. It's technically not considered. It won't be considered a conference game. So for what it's worth. Yeah. This, you see uh, that in softball too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. I don't know. You're playing somebody in conference, yet it's yeah. not a conference. I just don't like the, the contradiction there. But then whatever. I'm not yeah. the commissioner of the NCC. Thank God for that. <laughs> As we in a roll, we rolled into 11 o'clock here. We've got uh, things to do, people to see, stuff to go about. So let's go ahead and, I think, go ahead and jump into our final thoughts. Uh, I know, Daryl, you're on a, on a tight schedule coming up here today. So well, why don't you kind of start us out with final thoughts today? Yeah, I'm excited to get over back to the network. This will be my first time in a year, which is insane to think about. And, you know, there's still time till uh, first pitch and first, uh, you know, spike or whatever. Serve, um, yeah. Serve, yeah. Um, but hopefully everything goes smoothly and we get some matches and some games today and uh, hopefully a lot of wins. Uh, so it's go-cards to all the teams playing today, getting their – postseason you know continued and then um the spring season's underway so i'm excited to to get out there and everybody hope you you need to wear your sunscreen if you're gonna get out there don't spill any beverage on the big board daryl and have they installed the banana milkshake button for you yet? You know, just we can <laughs> no, I'll have to bring that up today in the in the suggestion box but i mm. that thing was gone in no time and i'm probably gonna get another one today you guys are close enough to Dairy Dale where they can probably have one there within five minutes. I would think. But anyway. Yeah, I'll bring it up to everybody, and I'm sure they'll send me on a run. <laughs> All right, you guys, I gotta get going. You go get it. See you, Daryl. Daryl, see you, see you Daryl. Best luck with her today. And uh, Case, final thoughts. Yeah, just a brief mention of uh, Louisville women's soccer getting their spring season underway today, taking on Dayton. Um, ironically they've though they've won uh their last three matches they've uh lost the previous 11 against Dayton in the all-time series uh dating back to 1985 but uh, it's it's been pretty one-sided recently uh Louisville last played them in the uh 2019 season where they won five to two so looking forward to the life without Amina uh, starting in earnest the game against racing Louisville uh, notwithstanding, because that's kind of not fair. <laughs> uh, big win by uh, racing in that, that exhibition last week. Uh, and then the other thing, um, just to follow up on Priscilla Williams from Syracuse, uh, the team put out a statement today that she returned to the team hotel last night uh, and is at the team hotel resting and will not be at the uh, arena for the game today. Uh, so she'll just rest and is feeling well but sore and is in good spirits. So that's, that's really good. good news to hear about her. Absolutely, because that was a pretty horrendous tumble there. All right, Jared, what you got for me on final thoughts? Yeah, like like Daryl, I'm about to be hopping off here too. I get the 
I'm going to be running on down to Ulmer Stadium. But I want to go on and give a little shout-out to Michael Patrick and uh, happy birthday to him today. He was actually uh, – him and his girlfriend were in town last weekend, so Katie and I grabbed a nice little dinner with them. And it's always nice just to uh, catch up with an old buddy and give a little shout-out to one of those who's been on Cardinal Couple Radio uh, with some appearances before and has just always been a big supporter, big advocate of U of L women's athletics. Yep, Gilly in Indy now. He was a he's a past alumni of our broadcast, as you mentioned there, Jared. Always came in with some good insight and one of the few people I know who has five first names. How about that? <laughs> Jeff, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, well, uh, just kind of watching the stats online of, of the YouTube streamers, getting some people tuning in a little bit now uh, at, at our normal 11 o'clock time. You're hearing final thoughts because we did start this week at, at 10 o'clock. Uh, uh, we tried to get the word out on the on the site, but uh, I know some folks may not have caught that nor, or have just kind of a normal schedule time to catch up. Uh, when we finish this here, the, the, the stream will be live on, on YouTube. You can go back and listen to it from the beginning if you wish. Um, but uh, thank you all for, for tuning in. And uh, and then, of course, I think Case, unless his uh, technical issues flared up again, uh, will, will, of course, be putting this out as a podcast then later. Um, At last check, they are uh, still levels correctly. So. Yeah. Yeah, you can also, I, I don't usually push this because this is kind of cheesy and, uh, you know, you see a lot of YouTube channels do this, but you can obviously subscribe to the Cardinal Couple channel and click that little bell. Uh, and it will send you a notification when we do go live. Um, so if we do do within the, some things at off times uh, in the future, you can get some notifications of that. So avail yourself of that if you wish. We're not here really to just to pump up our, our viewership numbers, uh, but obviously uh, we want to make sure people are, are being able to, to tune in uh, and hear this uh, as it's going live if, if they have an opportunity for that. So I'll throw that out there. That is true. Uh, we obviously want to spread the joy and excitement of U of L women's sports to everybody we can. And it's always a good idea to kind of catch the website uh, and to see if there are going to be any changes in that broadcast schedule that we have here on the podcast. So certainly, uh, and maybe I should have gotten on Twitter this morning or, or Facebook and mentioned that as well. But uh, old Paul, had a busy morning too. Yeah. Uh, Final thoughts out of this guy right here. I'm going to just wish Louisville across a lot of luck today. They're currently down one nothing to Virginia. I'm going to wish our Louisville basketball team, our Louisville softball team, our Louisville volleyball team, our Louisville women's lacrosse team. Stop me when I reach the end of the women's sports <laughs> schedule here. I want to wish all the Louisville good teams luck today as so they good. go out in the field of honor and competition today and tomorrow. Let's just make it a cardinal weekend. Is everybody good with that? I love it. Absolutely. All right. We will, unless you know something I don't, we'll be back with you again next week at 11 a.m. Back to our normal start time. And certainly until then, everybody have a great weekend, a great next week, and go cards. Thanks for listening to the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a rating or review and subscribe to the show in your podcast player of choice. We're available on all of the major podcast players. And be sure to check out the site at cardinalcouple.com for the daily column bringing you the joy and excitement of mobile women's athletics. Mm-hmm.